Welcome to the Free Retiree Show. My name is Lee Michael Murphy. I've been in wealth management for the last 10 years right in the heart of the Silicon Valley. People have always asked me, how do I achieve financial independence? And while the financial world wants you to believe it's as simple as investing your money, I'm here to tell you it's a small piece of the puzzle. I've seen four consistent factors in the people that have achieved financial independence. One, they excel in their career. Two, they manage their money properly. Three, they're able to avoid devastating financial mistakes. They can see through the BS. And lastly, they understand they need to learn from the best, the people that have achieved success in their career and their finances. Join us on our journey as we learn how to become free retirees. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Free Retiree Show, your go-to podcast for all things career, money, and business. I'm your host, wealth manager, Lee Michael Murphy, alongside my main man, Sergio Valentino Patterson. I love it when you say my middle name. What's up, everyone? For today, we're going to be talking about one of life's biggest and seemingly most unattainable desires and questions. How does one find happiness? in your career. We all want it, but at what cost? And what do you need to sacrifice maybe in terms of pay just to get that happiness? Serge, we've talked about this. What do you think? Can one be truly happy and make the money? So this one's interesting. So I've been in Silicon Valley for the last 10-ish years at big tech companies. So I've I've seen the good, bad, and the ugly. I've seen some people just work hundreds of hours, you know, 80 hours a week and just, just kill themselves for work. And it, to me, I don't think that's the right way to live. And then I, the other part of it is I don't think you can find happiness through work unless you're doing something like that you're super passionate about. We can argue about that later, but like, like I don't find my value or whatever through my work at LinkedIn. I enjoy it. It pays the bills. But I think if you're trying to find that through work, I think it's difficult, uh, but you can be happy. But like, I don't think that should be your only way to happiness. Yeah. So according to some recent stats that are coming out, 70% of workers aren't actually happy or satisfied with their career choice. Many of us were focused to work 10 to 12 hours and, you know, we just do it to make a decent living. But for a lot of us, joy and the money, it's separate. We sacrifice. We sacrifice our joy a lot of the times to make that money. So Serge, and I know for you, you know, you, I remember back in the day, you struggled with this, I think, at a little company called Amazon, and you were raking in the money, my friend. I mean, but you weren't happy, right? Was it worth it? It was good for development or whatever, but no, I don't. It, it, I left there quick. It doesn't. It's not sustainable. Yeah, you can get paid well, but if you're just tr- working yourself into the ground and not there, showing up for your friends and family, it's not, it's not worth it in the long... And if you're in a toxic environment, that's the other thing we might want to be able to talk about today. To me, it's not worth it. I don't care how much they pay me. It had lingering effects. You knew some of the mental stuff I was going through. Mm-hmm. Lee. I've dealt with some physical issues. Who knows where that stemmed from? Like, I think stress and everything can have all kinds of downstream impact to everything you do. 100%. So, you know, for today's topic, we're talking about how, how do we create happiness in what we do? And we have a fabulous guest for you, Ayana Angel. She is the founder of Maisie Magazine. She's an author. She wrote a very popular book called Quit Playing Small. And I love her story. She, at one time, was in a very coveted position. She was an entertainment sports publicist for the NBA. 
Serge, you and I, big NBA fans. I don't know if yeah. we would have quit that job. I think we'd have been like, oh, it's the NBA. This is great. We need to stay here. Yeah, but, you know, she actually walked away from that job. She traveled the world. And, you know, she released the book 11 months later, and it was extremely successful. And then she went on to start the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast, which was named into the six best podcasts to listen to for career advice by uh, Boss Girl. And she was also featured in uh, Apple Podcasts. She's gone on to make some amazing changes in her life. And, you know, from everything that I've heard from her, you know, she's been able to find that happiness and purpose that so many of us have sacrificed. So it's going to be a great interview. We're going to go to a quick break. But before we do so, if you have questions, financial related, career related, business related, go ahead and send them to ask at the freeretiree.com. And if you have questions for Ayana, go ahead and send them there as well. We'll be happy to forward them on. We're going to take a quick break. But when we're back, we're going to be sitting down with Ayana Angel. Welcome back into the Free Retiree Show. We're sitting down with Ayana Angel. Ayana, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're delighted. We got okay. you on the set. <laughs> We've heard about your work. You are Insta famous, uh, LinkedIn famous, I think. I mean, you're doing some great things. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what you do? Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So a little bit about what I do. Ooh, this is always a hard question. So... Now, now I am a podcast producer, but I am formerly a sports entertainment publicist turned traditionally published author. And I basically did what you guys were sort of like talking about in your intro. I quit my old life and I wrote this book and I went on this journey really of self-discovery, trying to understand what do I want to do? What is actually going to make me happy? And in the midst of that, I found another conversation that I felt really passionate about, which was how do you get where you want to be? What do you do when you're trying to figure out what's next? And I know that at the time where I was trying to figure that out, it didn't feel like there were a ton of resources that were just at my fingertips and that were really relatable, right? And so now I have been hosting the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. And I also executive produce podcasts for other people, other companies, as well as produce podcasts for some pretty decent shows. <laughs> I shouldn't say pretty decent. Some good shows. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to make it like, yeah, they don't, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got you. We got yeah. you. Talk to us about that moment where you, where you broke away. It sounds like it was a pretty critical moment in your life, right? Where you, you said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. It sounds like yeah, Some, something was wrong, right? Right. Absolutely. It goes back to what you were talking about. It's like I had worked at the NBA for six years and the first three years were awesome. It was hard work and it was a really, really good, a good foundation, if you will, for business and how to operate in business and excellence in business, because there is no selling when you work for the NBA. Like you do everything at a top notch level. And so you learn how to really be that type of business professional. So that's great. That's those are skills that you can always take with you. I think the the point where I started to feel like I needed a change was when I started to recognize that the work that I was doing really wasn't any longer in line with the person that I was growing into. 
And to, to be clear about that, I was doing PR work. So I was in charge of doing a lot of the grassroots programs um, at the NBA All-Star Games. I would do like the celebrity games, the PR for that, for the, for the Saturday night stuff, for the Sunday, for the red carpet, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I would also get stories for players off the sports pages. That was one of the things that I was charged with. So I had a lot of different departments that I worked with and all of those people were great and everything, right? But sometimes to be a publicist, you have to do stuff that you don't want to do. You have to be a little annoying and you have to bug people and you have to constantly be on them about things. And guess what? I started to realize that was not my personality. I cringed every time I had to call somebody back to back or, you know, bug them about something or email them multiple times. And so I started to realize that this wasn't going to work for me long term existing like this. And obviously there were other things that I recognized as well. But as I went on this journey of like self-discovery and self-understanding, I started to really realize where the alignment wasn't matching up with the work that I was doing and what I wanted to do in my life and how I wanted to live. And eventually I just got to a point where I felt like there's got to be more out there for me. There's got to be more. I, I feel like I'm destined for something else. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. So I need to just keep exploring. So that's when I, three years after I had those initial feelings, that's when I finally brought my manager into this. I don't know. This is, sounds dramatic, but it was like a dimly lit conference room. It was in the summertime <laughs> and I was like, we need to talk. <laughs> and I basically told her that I was giving my two weeks notice. And she was like, Wait, wh what? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's time. It's time. And, you know, for me at the time, this was before you were hearing about everybody quitting their jobs and people selling you these six figure dreams and all of this stuff, six figures in a month and all of this stuff. Right. This is way before that. So everybody that I knew, well, I should say a lot of people thought I was crazy. They're like, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Because mm -hmm. I didn't really have a plan. I had already written this book and my plan was to get it traditionally published. But I had no connections. I had no insight. I didn't know if I could really make it happen. But this is where the power of manifestation is real for me. Because people were saying to me, oh, you know, you can self-publish. That's like a thing now. Granted, it wasn't as big then, right? Because this was like seven years ago. But I said, no, I'm not doing that. Every single traditional publisher would have to tell me no before I self-published. So I was very, very laser focused on what my goal was and what I wanted to do. And guess what? I got a traditional book publishing deal. And I think that that is a result of me only speaking that into existence. That's the only thing I spoke. I didn't entertain anything else. And so that was a good lesson for me in hindsight when I look back on it. But ultimately, um, the moment of me saying, I'm not gonna do this anymore, it was a moment, but at the same time, it took a lot to lead up to that moment. I did a lot of work to lead up to that moment. Yeah. And I felt very confident in myself by the time I got there. That's amazing. I think what I've seen is we get comfortable in our roles and our jobs and our companies. And then we get, we start to think about what people are going to think if we leave like the NBA, that's a big brand. Like I've worked at a lot of big name companies and it's like, well, why are you going to leave that place? Mm -hmm. That place must be perfect. Mm -hmm. What's wrong? And then you start to self-doubt. So it takes time to make that, that jump. But Absolutely. I can just tell the way you, you're talking, you have that passion. Thank you. And you Thank spoke you. it into existence, it sounds like. 
Yeah, I absolutely did. And, and I, I feel like sometimes you have to block other people out because when you are trying to do something that's best for you, only you know what feels right. Only you know what's best for you. Nobody else can really dictate or tell you what are going to be the right moves. They can give their advice. And sometimes people are projecting their fears and their insecurities on you and they can give their advice and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, your gut is telling you what you need to do. You know what you need to do. You know which way you need to go. You know what decisions you need to make. And sometimes when you start consulting with too many people, it just clouds things a little too much. And then you because now you've consulted with them, it feels like if I make the decision that was opposite of what they suggested, now I have to answer to them. Mm -hmm. No, but the reality is you don't have to. The only person you have to answer to is yourself. Because I, the way I look at it is at the end of your days, if you are blessed enough to live a long, healthy life, when you come to the end of your days, most of those people will not be there, okay? And they will not be there specifically with their judgments and their opinions. You are the only one that's gonna have to be happy with the decisions that you made. So why not just factor that in right now and keep it moving and do the things that you need to do? Are you like a motivational coach also? I feel I'm motivated like, right now. Please, we're motivated. I'm motivated. let's go back to like when you actually departed from the NBA. As you said, I think at one point it was for you. There was value there. But as time goes on, things change. What was it for you that basically pushed you out the door, made you feel like you needed to go do something else? Like, how did you feel between when you had those feelings, like maybe this isn't for me and when you actually left? Like, what was your thought process and emotions like? Oh gosh, there was there was a ton. I, I, I'll just try and name a few things, but there was a lot that went into that. At one point when I first started there, my manager was one person, right? And then, you know, when management changes, the thing that gets tricky about that is everybody's management style is different. And when some, when one person hires you, they usually hire you because you guys complement each other, right? So then when you get absorbed by another person, there's no guarantees that your work styles are going to align. So that was one thing that was tricky for me navigating that. And then um, when I just started to, I guess you could say, get out there and explore more. I also started a jewelry line. I co-created a jewelry line and that jewelry was that jewelry line was like an introduction to me as to what was possible on my own because we were doing some pretty awesome things. Our jewelry was worn by Beyonce and Alicia Keys and it was in Vogue and all these amazing things, right? And so when I would go and do these photo shoots on the weekend or these events or fashion shows and stuff like that, it really introduced me to a whole new set of people and how they were living and how they were navigating things. And really this big world of entrepreneurship because I had never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I still don't really consider myself an entrepreneur. That was something that was just not in the cards for me. But what it showed me was this flexibility, this creativity that I was able to tap into. And what I started to really realize was, huh, when I said that, I couldn't see myself doing this PR job for the rest of my life. It was because I started to realize that there was a creativity in me that I had been pushing down and pushing down. Guess what? Because of what other people said and what other people's expectations were of me. Like I, my parents, I don't know about you guys, but my parents, my dad, he was like, I'm not paying for some kind of creative degree. No, <laughs> like the closest I could get to that was business 
And my concentration was marketing. He was not going to go for like some kind of, you know, I don't know, feel good degree in the arts. He was not doing it and not to diminish it. It's just that's the household that I came from. So I have been pretty much suppressing all of those creative ideas and ventures and all of that interest for a long time. So in the process of me realizing that this job was no longer for me, that's a part of what bubbled up to the surface for me was like, oh, this feels good over here. How can we do more of that? How can we expand on that? How can we go deeper with that? Or what else could feel good for you? And so, I, like I said, it's a hard question to pinpoint because there's a lot of different emotions that I went through. I even went through interviewing for different roles, roles that were similar and in the wheelhouse of what I was doing. But, and this might sound a little too woo-woo for everybody, and trust me, I'm not the woo-woo person, but I do pay attention, right? <laughs> and I was, I was really having a hard time and I was like having a hard time getting up in the morning and feeling motivated to go to work and walk to the train and just do all the things that I needed to do, right? And as I'm interviewing for these jobs and I wasn't getting them, something just clicked to me and said, basically, maybe you're not getting these jobs because this is the safe route. This is the route that you know. This is what you would have done before, but now you're growing into a new person. And it's almost like you're trying to um, closet that growth by just going the safe route and doing what you've been doing. And so I started to realize you're qualified for these jobs. You know that, but this may be the universe's way of saying, this is not the path. This is not the path. I'm not going to make this easy for you because had that been easy, I probably would have found myself in the exact same position a year or two from that moment with that same job. Because we got to remember, it's not always about the job. Sometimes it's about you. Mm -hmm. At a certain point, that job was right for you. At a certain point, you wanted that job. You just hoped and wished and you had everybody rooting for you in your corner to get that job and you got that call and you were ecstatic. And then you start working the job. And something changes. But did the job change? No, it's probably you who changed. So it's up to you to identify what changed in you, what's different in you, what your expectations are and what you want now so that you can go out there and get what you want and what you need. So I say all that to say I was looking for something, but I feel like the universe did a good job of course correcting me so that I can go where I'm at now because I would have never found my voice the way that I found my voice now had I just gotten another one of those jobs and been doing. What do you say to somebody who's in that stable, at that stable company, big brand company, is starting to have the same feelings you have, but are maybe afraid, maybe if we haven't really touched on the financial side of things, right? Mm -hmm. So were there moments where you were like, this is feeling good, but is it going to take care of me financially. And that's probably how your pops felt too, right? He probably had those feelings too. Yeah, yeah. Er early on, definitely, especially when it came to the college side and, and you know, what are you going to do with the rest of your life, right? But it's funny, I had a conversation with my parents before I decided to give my notice and I thought that they were going to be like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Surprisingly, they were really supportive. Wow. And I think that was because they saw all of the different transitions that I was going through. They saw the unhappiness. They saw me trying to find my way. And so my dad, he pretty much said, if you've been going through all these emotions and all of this stuff, if this is what feels right for you as your next move, I support it 100%. Do it. You've done everything that we expected of you at this point. 
So do what you feel like you need to do. And we support you 100%. And I think even though we don't need that, that support from our community and our family, it goes a long way. And so I think financially, this is always the hardest part for people because sometimes it's hard for us to really plan. And so walking into this, I'm not saying that I had it all figured out, but I knew that I had a cushion. I knew that I had a financial cushion. The other thing that I also knew, and this might feel like, oh, for a lot of people who have these responsibilities is I was single, though. I was single. I didn't have any kids. And that's one thing that my dad said to me. He was like, look, at this point, you can take these chances because at the end of the day, if you eat, Everybody that needs to be fed is fed. And he's like, that's all that matters. You don't have the responsibilities that some other people have. So you can take these chances right now. So do it and take these chances while you can take these chances. And so I know that that's not everybody's story. But if you're someone who has the responsibilities and have people looking to you for financial um, security, then I would say your biggest thing that you need to be doing is planning and trying. Try some things, try some things on for size, as long as there's no conflict with the current company that you're working for. And I'm not saying that you have to go out there and be an entrepreneur, right? There's a lot of different things that you can try that don't require you to be an entrepreneur, it, that you can still maintain, you know, your nine to five and have this other thing going on. But the biggest thing is understanding the landscape that you're walking into, whether that be taking a lot of meetings with people, asking if you can do some type of maybe informal apprenticeship with somebody learning what you need to learn it's almost like you're starting from scratch again back at that internship phase when you're trying to do something different or trying to do something new for you and I would say use that as your test ground to really see what the landscape looks like because there's nothing that I can tell you and that nothing that I can say that's going to solve all the financial worries that you may have if you're looking to do something different there's no magic pill out there and i want to say this clearly please do not get sucked into all the the multi-level marketing schemes the six figures in a month all that kind of stuff because what they do is they prey on people like you who have ambitions and dreams of something mm -hmm. else and who are not currently happy where they are guess what they're doing they're taking your vulnerability and they're capitalizing off of that. So guess where their money is coming from? The six figures that they're telling you about is coming from a whole bunch of people that look just like you, those 70% who are not happy in their careers and in their jobs. So pay attention to that stuff too. Just be smart when you're doing your research, but just do your research, take some chances, be bold, go out there, ask some questions, challenge yourself, if not on a daily, on a weekly to do something ask of something of somebody, um, make some kind of gesture or move that is not comfortable for you. Something you would not have done before. Serge, I'm, I'm pumped right now. I'm ready to go. Like this is, <laughs> this is so good. Um, yes. yeah, I think it's good. Cause you gave like pretty like practical advice for people early in their careers. Like that's kind of the time that you can take those risks. There's less people depending on you. Um, for someone in my, in my shoes, I've got a couple of kids. So it's like, I can't take huge risks, but I can start planting seeds here and there and start trying things out. We have this podcast. We have a few other things. Like, I think you gave really good practical advice for people on both sides yeah. of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no there's no right or wrong way to do it. 
And there is no surefire way that's going to get you the financial stability so that you can just walk away from your job. Most people's stories that you hear of, it just doesn't happen that easy. This is not easy. We all have made choices and decisions to get us to where we are right now. So you're going to be faced with more decisions that maybe your maybe your family takes a slight pay cut so that you can make this move and then it'll bring you to the next thing. But th these are decisions that you have to make. It's never going to be like, OK, I shouldn't say never, but rarely do you find a situation where somebody says, OK, I'm going to flip everything that has been normal to me and that I knew I'm going to flip it all on its head. And I'm going to walk into a situation that's equally as cushy. That, that just, yeah. just doesn't really happen. And usually if it does, there's some kind of indictment that's going to be coming up behind it in a couple of years. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love how you called out the coaches. That seems to be a trend right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like, I'll make you 10K a month or like 15K a month. I've seen, like, I've seen dozens of those and hundreds of those sort of marketing things. I know dozens of people that have been a part of those. I don't know one that's had a successful stint at any of those. So I think that's a good call out and good observation. You know, because what they don't, what people don't tell you is sometimes there are things that they're doing behind the scenes that helps them get those results. So let's say when somebody says, oh, I made, um, I made $100,000 this month, right? In doing this, you can do it too. They didn't tell you how much they spent on Facebook and Instagram ads. So what did you really make? What was the actual revenue? You know what I mean? So this is the part that a lot of people tend to skip out on because they're trying to sell you the shiny picture. And that's the part that I always just want people to be really, really aware of because there's always pieces to the puzzle that are not being shared when they're giving you the overview and the marketing view of things. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's another thing we got to call out though, is like these multi-level marketing things, this is all about like the money. It's all about the money. That's what they're selling people is like, oh, you can get all this money. But is that really your passion? Like there's a difference. Yeah, we all need to make a living. But passion, your purpose, uh, for you to sell this nutrition line or makeup line or whatever it is, like, is that what you're really passionate about? And I think that that's something as, you know, human beings, we need to not get caught up in the money, money, money grind and like really look at what do we want to do? If I look at what you're doing, you're a writer, you're talented and you're pa obviously passionate about it. you were not only able to make a career, I mean, but you followed something that you're passionate with. And I don't, I didn't really give this in the beginning of your intro, but man, you've been invited to speak at Google, Spotify, you've been listed in Forbes. I mean, you've been wildly successful and I don't think that you can discount anything about your passion and leading to your success. Absolutely. I think there, there has to be a correlation, especially if you want to talk about that happiness factor, right? If we want to go back to that, it's like, if you're just driven by the money, you get the money, then what? There has to be some type of passion. There has to be something that make that drives you and makes you want to say, okay, I'm, this is what I want to do next. I want to stay in this. You know, it's funny. I was on a, um, an interview yesterday. I was recording an interview for Stacey Abrams and she oh, was, wow. yeah, it, she's amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. I was like, just so impressed, but she was talking about why she's still in politics, even though she lost. And a lot of people would just tuck their tail and go and walk away. Right. But she lost, but she really won. 
Like wow. all the all the work she did, like she won. But wow. no, sorry, go ahead. No, it, you're right. And that's that's the thing. She said the reason that she's continuing to do the work is because she is passionate about the work. And that's what's driving her. And I think that that's ultimately what's going to get her to the highest heights and the highest levels, because she's not just doing the work to say she did the work. She's, she's doing the work because there's a passion behind it and there's a purpose behind it. And she understands clearly what that is and what her role is. She does, doesn't want to just serve any role. Like we asked her the question about, does she want to go for president? W would she want to run for president? And she said, you know, I've been asked this before. And the main thing that I say is, Two things. Am I qualified? Yes. Can I do the job? Yes. Would I want to do it? Yes. So then whatever's going to happen from there is going to happen, right? Because you're not going to change her passion and her purpose for doing the work that she's doing. So if it's going to lead her there, then it's going to lead her there. And so I think that you're, I love the way that you broke out the money thing, Lee, because so many of us, we get driven by the money. And yes, we need to be comfortable, but also we need to feel good about the decisions and the choices that we're making at the end of the day, because sometimes money comes with some really hard, ugly decisions. You know, I heard this quote and I was like, that makes a lot of sense. You can't be a billionaire without having wronged some people and done some people shady and dirty. You had to have done some dirty things to be a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, you, there's no way that you all the billionaires no I know are like angels. Just think about it. <laughs> All the you know, shady stuff, yeah. You have yeah. to have double-crossed somebody. You have to have stepped on somebody when they were down at some point. I mean, do you guys watch that show, Billions? I haven't I haven't need to. Yet. I've heard, I've heard great things. Really good. I need to watch good. it. Good. That man is vicious. He's vicious. Yeah. He has all the money he could ever want. But guess what? There's lonely nights for him, too. And there's also a lot of tough decisions that he had to make that I'm sure don't sit well with his spirit. But he does it because it's about the money for him. So you kind of got to decide at a certain point what type of person you are, too. Mm -hmm. what, what really drives you? Yeah. And I think the other thing you're getting at is when you go after your passion or you find something that really clicks, right, that, that means something to you. I think over time, financial success will happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm, I would never sit here and lie and say that um, I was financially successful in the very beginning. No, there was a lot of hurdles. There was a lot of things that I needed to learn. There's a lot of things I needed to figure out and even figure out about myself, too. A part of the reason that I can speak with passion about all the 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 schemes and all that kind of stuff, because I watched it all. Luckily, I didn't get taken in. But I watched it and I paid attention to how people were moving. And like I said, when you're vulnerable and you're trying to make money and you're feeling like, oh, I need to do this so that I can get that or what have you, it's easy to get taken advantage of. It's very easy. And so this culture that we're living in right now is very much driven towards entrepreneurial endeavors. But the reality also is that everybody is not meant to be an entrepreneur. If you can't get yourself up every day and be self-motivated, if you can't make sure that your tasks are done, if you can't be bold and get out there and sell stuff or ask for things that you want and need, all those things, that it requires a certain type of personality. And if that's not your personality, guess what? You probably need to sit at the desk that you're sitting at and figure out something else because entrepreneurship is probably not going to be for you. You will get eaten alive. 
because there's so many other people who are just bold and going after it and they're willing to do some of the things that you probably are not willing to do. So that's why I always go back to self-assessment. You have to assess yourself and figure out who you are, how you move, what feels most comfortable to you in order to see what some of your steps may potentially be, your next steps may potentially be. Because you might not be built for the life that you think you want. So you're an author as well. Like, t- can you talk to us a little bit about um, Quit Playing Small, the book? Like, what's it all about? Is it, is it kind of all of these things we're talking about? Yeah, it's a lot of what I learned. So doing the podcast um, and having these conversations about career transitions and everything, it taught me a lot. It was a lot of just in my wheelhouse because this is what I had done myself. And so I wanted to create a book for my audience that could just be like a motivation as well as sometimes a little kick in the butt um, if they wanted to use it in their morning routine, right? And I didn't want it to be long and drawn out because I know that there's mornings where sometimes you have a little bit more time and then there's mornings where it's just like, I have no time for all this, okay? So some of them are like just like a paragraph, a mini paragraph, a couple lines, what have you. But the whole idea is to give you a little bit of encouragement and something to motivate you on this journey because I know firsthand that it's not always easy. It doesn't always feel good. Sometimes you doubt yourself. Sometimes you question everything, your decision, all this stuff and sometimes you just need that person to say like check this out get up do it again because guess what you're not the only one out there other people have tried other people have failed you got to just keep going and you know I wanted to create something that would be easy for people to just reference and go back to and they didn't have to start from the beginning and go to the end you could open up the book and flip to any page you want to and hopefully something will resonate with you that day that you read it and this was actually a self-published book so my first book was traditionally published that was my goal but after that i was like okay i can i can self-publish because being traditionally published you pretty much do all the work yourself anyway um promotion wise and all that stuff so this was um a self-published book and it's something i'm really really proud of and it was very well received and i created it for my community of people who've been rocking with me on the podcast since day one and they love it and they they always like send me screenshots and all that kind of stuff because it's it's coming from a, a genuine place of my experiences and just telling you what i figured out and how i keep myself going yeah i've seen you have a couple other books you're looking like romantic fiction or something yes, like that's where i started preseason love and yes. inside, yeah inside <laughs> his heart yeah that's where i started was 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 fiction the novels all that stuff um that was my segue into a different life and let me also say that sometimes you can overlook the thing that's going to be the catalyst to the next thing everything doesn't need to be calculated and figured out like that sometimes you do have to go with the flow and just be open right because that openness can invite things into your life that you didn't expect opportunities that you didn't foresee you're not going to necessarily, especially if you're looking for transition or trying to make a new career or make a new life for yourself, you're not going to have a spreadsheet and you're going to click everything and you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to check this and now I'm going to No, that's not the way life works. It's just not. So me writing that original book helped me to see a void that was in conversations about careers. And that eventually took me to where I am now. And then, look, I, I was talking about careers and I still talk about careers, but now I'm producing podcasts. So it's like 
you never know where the journey is going to take you. And I enjoy it. And I love the conversations that I've been able to have through podcasting and the people I've been able to meet and opportunities. So you really never know. You got to be open. Ayana, one thing that you were talking about is, you know, maybe entrepreneurship isn't for everybody. And I can attest to that. Like I always tell people it's, it's, a, it looks like a bed of roses, you know, it looks so pretty. <laughs> and then you jump into it and the thorns just tear you up. So mm-hmm. it's not for everybody, but I think being happy in what you do should be for everybody. And I think trying to figure that out is very difficult. But in a previous conversation I've had with you, I thought you gave some amazing insight into how you can find happiness. If you're confused on where to find it, can you share your journey that you did to kind of do some self-exploration and find out your true inner happiness? Sure. I started realizing that I was a creative at heart. And what did it look like when I wasn't able to nurture those things? So I need to go back and start nurturing those things, right? Because maybe that's why I was where I was, because I wasn't really being true to myself. So I started taking all types of classes. I mean, I would say I took a flying trapeze class. I took a sewing class. I went to the shooting range. I took an acting class. I took all these classes that were just going to push me out of my comfort zone. And that's where I'm talking about being open too, right? Like I never thought that I wanted to be like an actress or something. So I signed up for this acting class though. And oh my gosh, you guys, the day that we all had to get, do our, our, um, our, our part. So we get up there, we're by ourselves and we have to deliver our lines. I was at work that day shook. Okay. Cause I was like, I gotta go in front of this whole class and deliver my lines. And I was practicing my lines in the bathroom and everything at the job. But you know what it did? It pushed me outside of my comfort zone. And I'm pretty sure that that's one of the things that makes it easier for me to get on stages and talk to audiences now to this day. I had no idea that that was going to be in my future. I had no ambitions of being a speaker, but that's why I said be open to things because you never know what one thing is going to lead to another thing. And a part of it is just you pushing yourself sometimes too. So I just pushed myself in all these uncomfortable situations, but what it did was it helped me to really understand myself better and it helped me to know and identify what I like and what I didn't like. Because that's important too. When you're trying to find your happiness or trying to create joy in your life on a regular basis, it's really important to understand what brings you joy. If you don't know what brings you joy, how can you create that joy? And sometimes it's leaning into the little things too. If you like cooking a good meal, okay, and that brings you joy, okay, lean into it. If you like going outside and, you know, planting something or what have you or or just shooting some baskets or whatever, lean into it. That might be what brings you joy. And sometimes, especially for men, because I'm sure you guys have a lot of men in your audience. A lot of times it's like, oh, well, I couldn't be the basketball player that I wanted to be. I couldn't be the football player that I wanted to be. Right. But guess what? There's other avenues. There's other behind the scenes things that you can do. There's other things that if you really tap into what brings you joy about that sport you might find some hidden little gem that you are really damn good at and that you can take and leverage and bring to a new level. You just have to be open. Sparking joy like uh, Marie Kondo. Have you guys heard? Have you seen that show? No. She sparks joy by organizing people's houses. Oh, <laughs> that <laughs> brings yeah. her joy? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like um, that self-assessment really stood out to me. I don't think we do that enough. I can speak for myself is really analyzing what really makes me happy and what, what are some of those things, right? And I think, I think that's important, just finding that time to do that. Yeah, and also think not, not just what makes you happy too, 
What makes you upset? What don't you like? If you're looking at your current role or position or the things that you're charged with doing right now, what are the things that you do not like about it? If you could change that, how would you change it? You know, what are the strengths that you have? What areas are you really weak in? Really understanding yourself so that when you start to make those next moves, you can move according to what you already know about yourself, because that will make things a lot easier for you. So I had to, I mean, and if you are thinking about going into entrepreneurship, that's really going to teach you a lot about yourself. I had to learn a lot about myself. And sometimes it's people telling you certain things about you that you didn't realize were actually true. And you're like, oh, damn, like, okay, I hear you, you know, but, but it's real. And you, 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 you yeah. do need to know these things sometimes because it, it can be for your benefit. A self-discovery uh, trying new things, got to get out of your comfort zone to really make cool and new, exciting things happen for you. And I think you've done that. Mm -hmm. I've tried. And, and believe me, though, I have not been comfortable. Um, I have not been excited every step of the way. Okay. There are days where I'm just like, what the hell am I doing? There are situations <laughs> that I put, I swear to you, every time I book a speaking engagement, the night before, I'm always like, why did you do this? Why did you say yes? You keep torturing yourself with this. Now you got to get up there and talk in front of these people. You have to remember these lines that you want to hit and all this stuff. And I'm like stressing myself out. But then I do it and I'm like, yes, I feel amazing. Like I could conquer the world. So it's just constantly a practice of putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations and then seeing what comes of it. And that's another great way to learn yourself, too. How can people get your book if they want to read it and, and learn about your journey and try to grow as a human being? Where can they get that? You can go to IQuitPlayingSmall.com. IQuitPlayingSmall.com. You can get your hands on the book. It's also on Amazon. But IQuitPlayingSmall.com is where the podcast that's coming is going to live, where the book lives. And then there's also a free journal that you can download. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We loved having you. I am still inspired. I, I want to go do a marathon right now. You <laughs> literally pumped us up. It's been a delight to have you. Thank you so much for having me. This was great, you guys. I'm pumped up too. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. 
third party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of LinkedIn Incorporated or Microsoft Corporation. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.